When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. GG boys, welcome into the Starcaster Mark Studios. I am Ryan. This is Starcaster Marks. We are the official Dallas Stars podcast of the Hockey Podcast Network, and we are brought to you by DraftKings. Use the promo code THPN next time you go and use their app for a special little offer from them. Tonight we win by the final score of five to one. Stars finish the road trip. Holy crap! Four zero. Even though it was bad teams, we took care of business tonight. So let's go ahead and just talk about this game and the good things that came out of it with James and Chris. Hey, guys, how are y'all doing tonight? He said the thing. GG, boys. (laughs) I figured I'd steal your thunder. Well, actually, Eric actually stole your thunder before any of us. During the countdown video, he said it. So he, he stole our thunder anyways. Hey, Eric, how you doing, man? Um, anyways, guys, uh, great game tonight. Final score, 5-1, to one, Hawk and Pog. You, we just need to give him the puck, apparently, to score an empty net goal. So uh, he gets his second empty net goal of, of the season and uh, puts it away for the Stars. Uh, but what's what's some of y'all's initial uh, thoughts slash takeaways coming out of this game tonight? My initial thoughts is I'm right. I was correct. I said that they have to get ahead early and they have to hold on for the rest of the game. That's exactly what they did. Great job by the Stars. Uh, what did you think, James? Well, well, I know you did. You get to watch the full game. I listened to the full game, so I didn't get to tune in because I was driving for the most part. But I got to listen on the radio for the game, so I can't really pick out particular things. But I can tell you a lot of players that kind of stood out. Well, that's all good. But we'll uh, we'll jump right into this game here in just a moment. But uh, I, I think. There's a couple of things that we could talk about here at the end, but um, let's just go ahead and get straight into the goal summary. I didn't even pull up the goal summary beforehand, but um, I, I don't even have to tell you because I, I can just tell you right off the bat. 14 seconds into the first period, Joe Pavelski gets his, there it is, his 18th of the year from uh, Jason Robertson. He gets his 23rd assist of the year. The Minutemen do it again, or maybe we should just start calling them second men instead of Minutemen. Um, just absolutely amazing. Just 14 seconds into the period, and it is so nice to take a lead so early in the game, and then the rest of the time, your opponent just has to chase. Yep. It, it was a huge goal, and that's exactly what we had to do to start it off. Like I said the other night, we got to get on them quick, and we definitely did. That That line out of the gates was going, and it was from a hard forecheck, too. It was a dump-in that Robertson just jumped on, put it right in front, and then Joe Pavelski just slammed it home. Great play. 
I literally almost missed the uh, the goal. <laughs> I, I had turned <laughs> yeah. on the game, and then it had been five seconds into the game, and then like nine seconds later, it's like, oh, oh, cool, we scored. And I, uh, Maddie and Sam were still were still up, and I think I scared Sam when because I just started hooping and hollering. It was awesome. So <laughs> great goal by uh, Joe Pavelski. He proves to everybody, including the ESPN Plus crowd, that he deserves to be the Dallas Stars. Uh, all-star this year even at the ripe age of 37 years young like uh, Mr. Kevin Weeks mentioned so just I I don't know what else to say about Joe Pavelski he's just been absolutely fantastic and I don't know I mean what the stars would do without him it's unbelievable and I mean we we talked about it last year how like oh it's there's no way he can keep it up so so guys start to play good again and he continues to keep it up so (laughs) I guess this is just the real thing now. Pavelski figured out how to play really well at a ripe old age, so that's awesome for us. Well, and speaking of players who continue to do really well for the Stars, Jason Robertson. I mean, he he he's not scoring as much as he has, and he kind of gets uh, thrown in the back a little bit, you know, with Hintz and Pavelski doing as well as they have. But he is the third part of that line, and that line just, I mean, we've talked about it so much. They are one of the most dominant lines in the entire NHL, if not the most dominant line in the NHL. And especially for the amount of offense that this line does for this team, I don't think you could equate it other than maybe to one other team, which is Boston, which is Bergeron, Marshawn, and Pasternak. That's the only line I can think of that you could possibly equate the amount of offense that this line is producing and how much uh, this team really relies on those three guys. So I think we lost Chris there for oh, a second. Am I back? I'm here. And there you go. And, There's Chris. And Robertson was one of the things that me and Chris talked about in our it, when we were alone in the game before last. It really seems like he is he is more the core of that line than Hens is. Because when he's out, Hens isn't scoring either. Mm-hmm. So yeah and and the key to to Robertson really is his consistency too. Because even when whenever that line wasn't scoring a bunch on the road, he was still finding a way to get that that point streak continuing. So he always finds a way to produce, whether it be assists or goals, and it's just so consistent with him is, is the big thing I wanted to harp on. And that's one of the, the C words that we I've constantly been harping about this whole year, consistency and confidence. And that whole line, both of those, all three of those guys have it. All three of them. And if we didn't have them this team would look very 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 different so um anyways uh the game would continue on the stars definitely had a very good uh you know first period overall it was an amazing first period and before i get into the second goal i did want to mention this didn't look like a team that was playing in a second game of a back to back and that's been different the in this game than what we've seen in previous so normally we see them in the second game of a back-to-back, and it's obvious that they're tired and everything. We didn't really see that tonight, which is absolutely fantastic. I yep. love the yep. fact that we didn't see that tonight. There was more effort from them tonight. Yeah, especially on the forecheck, too. The forecheck was very strong. We made them make a lot of mistakes, and you got to think that's due to us rolling four lines like we did last night, like you and me talked about, Ryan. I mean, we rolled four lines. Uh, I think we still did the same tonight. Uh, yeah, pre- pretty much just as good. A little bit less for uh, Damiani. And Glendinning, but he went out early. So, yeah, it was it was great 
being able to roll those lines. And it, that's another thing that we can get into too, is it, the lines that looked good last game, they still look good this game. And hopefully we can get some consistency with these lines too. Not having and, to keep jumbling them around. Great. And that's a perfect segue into this next goal, which is Jacob Peterson. He gets his eighth of the year from Radulov, who seems to have found some chemistry with uh, Jacob Peterson. And Kiviranta gets his third assist of the year. So those three guys seem to you know, have formed a line, and especially Radulov and Peterson in particular. But Kivi is a very good addition to that third line. Um, uh, what did y'all think about that goal and the beautiful pass that Radulov had? Yeah, I think Rad's yeah, dishing it, it, the puck better than anybody right now. I mean, he's he's had some of the best assists on the team recently. Yeah, and and Peterson, that this ends up being the game winner, right? So that moves Peterson to four game winning goals. <laughs> of Half course, of his James goals are game winners. <laughs> and of it's, course, that's it's... only that's only behind one other player. Who's that one other player? Oh, two other players. Both Hens oh, really? and and Robertson both have five. And oh, everyone okay. else has one if they have one. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's crazy, Pavelski, actually. Pavelski only has one game-winning goal. Wow. It's, it's that, that's amazing what he's able to do. Now, I would be interested to see how many game-tying goals uh, Joe Pavelski has. But still, uh, it, I'm not trying to take away High from Peterson. Step, let's, go, yeah. let's, go back, yeah. let's go back to Peterson. <laughs> game-tying uh, goals. Game-tying goals, yeah. <laughs> but anyways, let's get back to Peterson because this is about Peterson. Peterson has been excellent for the stars and it looks like if he can keep up this pace the way that he's been going he may hit 20 goals this season maybe at the current pace he's definitely on a 15 goal pace which for a rookie season for a guy who just came out of nowhere i mean we knew about you know, jason robertson we, we knew about jason robertson but jacob peterson who the heck is this guy comes out and scores eight goals in his rookie season that's not bad yeah, mm-hmm. and it really feels like that line is like perfect for him because with Kiwi and Rads, Rad Radulov loves to play with the puck behind the net. It's like his favorite spot to be, and Peterson loves to sit in front. And with Kiwi mm-hmm. just creating chaos and letting <laughs> Peterson just be able to sit, in front, I love Kiwi when he does that. That line, so that line works so well. Like it, it, it really. They they just forget about Peterson because he's. Because you got Kiwi and Rads just skating around like crazy, and he's just sitting in front of the he's net, waiting for them slot. to pass it to him. <laughs> right, yep. yeah. Well, and uh, this is from Brandon here. Uh, back on topic with the boys here. They had a, a little chat, but Eric and Brandon and uh, Eric and Brandon did at least. So, well, anyways, he thought he's talking about that line and the fact that Rads has been playing solidly recently, and PD has earned his spot. Now, I definitely agree with you on the first one about PD earning his spot. Now, the nice thing about Radulov is that there are people who have taken his spot, uh, Ben's spot, and Sagan's spot as the number one line. If we didn't have the first line, then we wouldn't be talking as positively about Rads as we are now. And I think that's fair to point out. What do y'all think? Yeah, that's definitely true. I mean, he's getting paid to do more than get 13 assists in one goal. So, definitely. And, and that's a weird stat. I mean, even for Radulov, even <laughs> falling falling off like that, you would still expect him to to still get ten to twenty goals in tonight's game or in 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 this season. Excuse me, not not this not tonight's game, but I mean in this season. I mean, I mean that's what I would expect for somebody who's at that age and you know in the decline and stuff like that. And he's got one goal, so he's literally on pace for three goals <laughs> by the end of the season, which is not very good. <laughs> Great statement, Ryan. 
Yep. <laughs> and it, and it, it feels like he's finally starting to get back to more of the offensive game because he's been playing on that fourth line and third line, which where he's just mm-hmm. kind of been checking line. And now that he's found Peterson, who he knows can rip the puck if he's in the slot, if it, he, it feels like he has just a little bit more step in his game again. Yeah, and that's exactly right. Stepan's game is correct because on the forecheck, he's all over everything right now. He's flying up the ice. He's looking really good offensively. If he keeps it up, he'll start scoring again too. And th- like they were talking, like the ESPN commentators were talking about, if we can get more than just the first line going, which didn't super happen tonight, we only had one goal from non-first line, uh, then the Stars could be really dangerous going into the playoffs. So, of course, that's a big if. <laughs> well, and, you know... Well, let's keep going with the with the goal summary because we're, we're getting off topic here a little bit, and we'll finish it out. We'll come back to it. But before we go on to the next goal, Eric kind of points this out, and I like Peterson, but I see another Swede comparison. Is it way early? But it it is way early. But is he just another Ian Mark? And I think he hit the nail on the head in the fact that it's way too early. It's way too early to to even no. compare him to Matthias Ian Mark. <laughs> and it, and then. Brandon actually comes out and says, no, that's Michael Roffel if he gets on a breakaway, which is 100% true. Man, that guy can't buy a goal to save his life. Yeah. So Peterson's different from Yenmark because Yenmark would play to get around the edge, and he'd tr- play to try and score on the rush. Uh, Peterson is more of the guy who wants to sit in the slot and wait for a pass to come to him so he can get it off his stick and towards the net really fast. So they're kind of big different players, and obviously Peterson has showed that he has the clutch gene with four game-winning goals already, and and uh, I can't remember his name. I forgot. What's his name? Robertson. Hens. Robertson? No. <laughs> Which one? Hens? Pavelski? The guy we were just talking about. The guy the comment was about. Janmark. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, anyways. Janmark can't score. That's the joke. Yeah. Yes. Go sleep. Well, he was. he scored for <laughs> Chicago when he went when he went to Chicago, and now he's scoring for uh vegas a little bit not not at the same mm. pace as he was for chicago but still um anyways uh, let's keep going um pavelski would get a high tip up in the slot gets his 19th of the year from Haskinen and hence and that first line does it again and it's three nothing dallas uh at 1648 of the first period and it just another goal <laughs> that's mm-hmm. all i could think of yep. yeah and so, i mean that that goal kind of put the put the nail in the coffin in the first period already too because there wasn't a ton of pushback from the devils either and they were finally getting a little bit of momentum into the first like at least it hadn't been scored on in 10 minutes <laughs> and then nope Pavelski just finishes it off too so a- after that it felt like the rest of this game was pretty much a formality until like right after the power play goal by the devils but there wasn't much brew in the rest of the game after the first and uh, we'll, we'll get to that power play goal here in just a second. Um, but, you know, you know, we enter the first intermission, 3-0. This is the best this, the best period that I have seen the Stars play on the road. Absolutely the best period I've seen them play on the road. And maybe those three other games uh, against those lesser teams, you know, below 500 teams, are finally starting to kind of help us get some confidence going. And, and the, the real true test will be to see uh, it, with our first true playoff contender – and on the road, we'll see how that goes. But uh, we, will, we will see how that goes. Um, so into the second period, Rope Hints gets his 19th of the year from Joe Pavelski. I don't know how you guys felt about this goal. Um, I thought it was a great shot, and it was, it was you know, a uh, 
it was a screenshot. I, I still felt like that probably should have been saved. What, what, what did y'all think? Or was no, that really that, just a great shot? That's a huge save if he saves that. I mean, he's flying up the ice and gets a wicked wrister on him with a screen. I mean, it, it could have been saved, yeah, but it, it would have been a great save if he got it. It's a high danger scoring chance if it doesn't go in. So, yeah. And it, it, it was hilarious to me that like Pavelski passes him in goal scoring for the stars. And he's, and it's just like, no, we were tied again. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, no, no, thanks, man. And, uh, you know, I, I still felt even with the three, nothing lead, I still felt a little uneasy, but I felt still felt comfortable after that fourth goal. I was like, okay, this game's over. (laughs) I felt, I felt really good about that. And, And especially, and then we should mention that that was, 15 seconds into the second period. So the Minutemen did it again, uh, just in a different period, just not at the beginning of the game. Um, so further along into the second period, uh, Jesper Bratt would get his 14th of the year from Jack Hughes, who, man, that guy can play. And uh, Severson, it was a power play goal. And if there's any kind of negative thing you could take out of this game, if you're a Dallas Stars fan or a coach, is the fact that they continue to be leaky on the penalty kill. And it's, not it, just it, it's the door is yeah. just wide open. Like. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. And the, the fact is, is that that continues to happen. And, you know, it's fine that it's great that we score even strength goals, which is what we've been complaining about all season long, getting even strength goals, but you can't allow, you know, power play goals against, and it's fine against these lesser teams. But what if you get against a Colorado, a Carolina, uh, uh, a Florida Panthers, yeah. a really good what, whatever top five team in the NHL insert here. I mean, you can't do that. You absolutely can't do that to give them any kind of momentum because any yeah. kind of momentum, they are able to take it and forthright get more and more goals. And you're so, going to take more penalties against teams like that too when you're trying to play defense on better players. And you can't just give them two out of five power plays every time. You're going to get creamed. So... Yeah, the, the penalty kill definitely needs to shape up. Uh, I think a big part of it, too, we don't have Fox in, who's like been our best penalty killer yeah. of the past like five That's years. That's a good point. That's a good point. Raffles out, too. He's been huge on the penalty kill as well. So th- those are two really big things that m- might have something to do with Lee as well. Can't, can't forget that. So going into the second intermission the score is 4 to 1 i feel very comfortable about this if i was the toronto maple leafs i would be a little bit worried cuz they like mm. to give up 4 to 1 leads they've done it like 3 or 4 times this season but it goes into the third period and yeah not much happens in the third period um new jersey kind of uh does have their chances they do get some odd man rushes here and there but it was again it was much much less than the first two games of the road trip where we just saw it back and forth on both sides of the puck uh, for the stars and for their opponent, um, but they were just kind of throwing it at the net at this point. And I, I think uh, if I look at the shots, uh, yeah, they, they basically just threw it at the net. They had 16 shots yeah. on goal. New Jersey did in the third period. So I mean, they were just trying to get something going, <laughs> and uh, the stars took care of business in the third period, shut it down. And I, I didn't really have anything bad to say about the third period, but nothing necessarily positive at the same time if that makes any sense i'll say there, something there was positive. Some... i thought it was a i thought it was a great way to close out the road period when you're up by that much just shut it down like make the game boring it was very boring i went and made a sandwich during the third period um <laughs> what kind of sandwich 
uh, it's pepper jack cheese. Okay. okay. Then yeah. you get turkey breast. Turkey breast. Goodness, I can't talk. I'm so angry. Los palabras. Turkey breast, the peppered one. So you have more pepper. And then you right. get pepperoni. So you get more pepper. And then you put ranch on it. And you oh, that you had me all the way up until ranch. That's disgusting. Wrapped it in a tortilla. So no good. mustard. So spices and ranch is amazing. Okay, okay. Anyway, the anyway, defense yeah. was great all third period and all game long. Yes, New Jersey had 37 shots. It, they were not 37 real shots. They were firing stuff from the outside all game long. The defense from the Stars was great. O- on the rush, I think there was like two or three good chances that the Devils had that weren't squashed by uh, the Stars. I can, I'm can i thinking of the, the one big save by uh, B, especially, where he, he went snow angel and everything. But overall, especially when New Jersey was trying to get their cycle game going, it was just locked out. I mean, Everyone was in the shot lane. Everyone was in the pass lane. They were just spinning the puck around and had no space at all. So it, it was just a solid defensive performance from the Stars. And it, let's give credit to Holby, too. It was, it was a good goaltending performance, but the shots weren't great. <laughs> and, yeah, and we should point that out, too, because uh, we talked about the fact that they had 16 shots in the third period. But most of those shots were from the outside. And if you're the Dallas Stars and you're Braden Holby, you take those outside shots all day long. I mean, go ahead. Take them. And... You know, stand out of the way, let the goaltender make the save, let Braden Holtby make the save. Hey guys, this is Ryan here. Four teams remain in the NFL playoffs, and that means only four teams left for you to bet on at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Not a new customer? You can experience the conference championships with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for an even bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THBN, and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code THPN for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years of age or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call one 800 Gambler. I, I did want to point out also that that uh, before you even mentioned it, Chris, I was going to mention it, but that save that Braden Holby had, that was fantastic. And he continues to make, you know, uh, he continues to make some Marty Turco-esque saves uh, that we've seen. And they even showed uh, on ESPN Plus. So, you know, uh, great for ESPN Plus to show this, but they they showed the uh, the hat trick of saves that Braden Holby had early in the season. And there's another huge giant save by uh, Braden Holtby, and yep. I, I mean he, the, the I know that a lot of people are saying that oh Jay Gottinger played great in the last game and everything, and he you know he really is the true number one or whatever. It, I don't think there's a true number one in this. I, I think that we have two really good goaltenders who are both playing uh, really well. They had a, they have a couple of off games. Holtby has had some off games. Ottinger had a couple of off games. But it is definitely a 50-50 crease for me right now. I don't think it belongs to Ottinger. I don't believe I don't think it belongs to Holby. I think it's 
it's pretty even. Maybe 60-40 in favor of Holtby, but still. Uh, what, what do you all think about the play of just both the goaltenders this whole road trip? Yeah, yeah it, it I mean, was definitely it – was, it was Holtby um, – Holtby has been good enough for us in those first two road games that we had where we didn't really trust Otter and he was having a rough time. But then Otter comes back in, in the game against Flyers. He has a great showing. Great to see him bounce back from two bad starts. And then I, I think going back with Holtby was right in this one. And he make, he has a great night tonight. So, Sorry, Chris, go ahead. What were you going to say? Uh, I was pretty much going to say that, yeah. So, James, what did you think what about Ryan's comments last night? <laughs> well, which one? We disagreed I, like two ridiculous. or three times last night. Yeah. I, I, on the goalie situation particularly, I'm with Ryan on this one, actually. I think Holtby <laughs> deserves it. <laughs> he's right. the veteran. He's been playing. <laughs> he's been playing great. I, I, Otter is a fantastic goalie, obviously. Like, without a doubt, we know we have a steal there. But I, I still think you just trust Holtby on this one. I think... Otter needs a little bit more experience before you just give him give him the whole net. I mean, you, you look at where our best example is looking at Carter Hart on the Flyers, and he he's done okay, but like he's really just out to dry for a lot of the Flyers games. So I think it's That's it's true. Holby's net, honestly. Yeah, especially right now. And anyway, Holby's on a one year contract too. So like at the end of the season. We got, we got one. <laughs> yeah. Here's a good question. Uh, Brandon brings up, um, is Holtby good enough to resign at the end of the season? And I honestly think if at, you're talking about specifically this point, I would say yes. I don't know if you give him, I'm not saying a three or four year deal. Absolutely not. But I mean, if he's going to come back on for another one or two year deal, sure. Why not? Yeah. If he's good enough, definitely, yes, he's good enough. Are we going to pay him? No. Almost definitely not, I don't think. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> unless we go on another crazy run, then there's no way. Because, like, if you're looking at it right now, we're losing so many people. We're losing Radulov, almost guaranteed, unless he takes a massive pay cut. We're almost might. guaranteed to lose Pavelski. I mean, if we don't make the playoffs this year, I mean, Pavelski's no way staying with he needs us. To go get a, go he needs to go cup. get a cup. Yeah, he needs to go get a cup. We're likely losing Klingberg. I mean, we still have nine million dollar contracts for players who are on our second line. Like it, it if we if we don't make the playoffs this year, it's rebuild time. So we're not gonna be paying any kind of goalies any kind of monies. That's why he's here because we paid him little monies to be a, a wet blanket, not a wet blanket, a security blanket. <laughs> <laughs> a security blanket. A wet blanket. Just soak everything up, I guess. Yeah, I guess that analogy works. There you go. That works. Holby really has proved that he's been on some rough defensive teams in the past years. So him coming to the stars was really it it was really kind of his last chance for a goaltender to prove that he he still had what he what he had before. And Mm -hmm. he's more than enough proved it so far. And next year he's gonna get up into the five million dollar range at least. So definitely, I don't. I don't know about five million. Um, I'm, I mean, Eric about? here. The the interesting thing would be term. I would offer two, but say five. I would. I'm assuming he's saying five million for that. But don't want another Dobby and don't want to keep blocking Otter. And that is a very good point That's right the point. there. Because the thing is, is you want to have somebody there that, like you talked about, a security or I guess a wet blanket. Wet blanket. We're gonna call yeah. it a wet blanket now. 
for uh, for Ottinger if he goes through a really rough time. And Braden Holby is perfect, absolutely perfect for what we need right now. Yeah. And Jim yeah. Nell, at least with this signing, looks like an absolute genius. And that's going to come $2 down. $2 million, like, by the way. He's making $2 million. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. For that's, a guy who's won the Stanley Cup, he's won a Vesna, and he's on a subpar uh, defensive team right now, at least that yeah. the Stars are. So go ahead. Go ahead, Chris. Sorry. Yeah, this is definitely one of the best signings of the season or of the offseason. But next offseason is really going to be the big difference to see what we do with him and with Pavelski and honestly with Radulov too. Like if we make the playoffs this year and we get to the conference final and then we lose out, then maybe we keep all those guys. I mean, you don't know. But if we don't make the playoffs and we sell everybody, there's no reason to keep them because we're already in rebuild. We don't need a security blanket because we know we're not going to be that great unless unless we just go off with young guys, which isn't likely. So it's really going to be an all-or-nothing kind of thing come next offseason, and it's going to be a very interesting offseason, so stay tuned for some weekly StarCast remarks during that. Yep, exactly. exactly. Um, so I, let me get back to the game here because one thing we haven't talked about yet is uh, Luke Glendinning. So we got negative things uh, and positive things about Luke and Denning. So let's just start with the positives because the positive things is really good to talk about. Holy crap. Holy they, crap. They, they, yeah. they had like an inner Darian yeah. Hatcher there and it was like, get down on That's, the ground. That has to be one of the biggest punches, <laughs> like single punches I've seen in a hockey fight in a while. Agree? Yes. Agreed. Yeah. 100%. Oh man, like it, that reminds me. One punch and that. Did you see the cut on his face? Yes. It was huge. No, oh, I did. Like two inches. <laughs> And James is like, no, I didn't see it. Y'all talking about it, I haven't even seen it yet. I was well, so sad when it happened, too. Like, they were commentating it, and they said they just big punch from Glenn Denning. I'm like, oh, come on, and I'm not uh, watching it. Big punch from Glenn Denning. What an understatement. Uh, you know, one thing right? I didn't hear is I didn't hear Razor's reaction. What did Razor say to that, James? Because you were listening oh, to I the radio. Even, I don't even remember. I was going berserk when that happened. It was awesome. <laughs> it, was, so, it was pretty great. Oh man, it reminded me so much of, uh, and y'all might be too young for this, but it reminded me of the Steve Downey uh, KO one punch hit back no, in the I've early, early to mid two thousands. Oh that man, on the YouTube's. Oh, it remind it remind. If you don't know what I'm talking about, for those of you that are listening, go and and look up Steve Downey KO hockey fight one punch, and it's fantastic. And it, 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 at that point, it's uh, Ralph and Razor both. And Razor just like goes berserk when he when he does the one punch. He he just punches him once. He's like, okay, walks around, gets, goes in, straight into the box, and you know, uh, American yeah. Airlines Center is just going yeah. berserk. It's so awesome. But and, the, and on top of that, it was Glendinning who flattened McLeod, uh, McLeod or whatever it is. He's a tough guy. Like uh, Glendinning's not a big, uh, not a tough guy. So, um, anyway, so that's the positive thing coming out of that game. That the fact that Glendinning was. Wow, okay, what? Um, and the bad but, thing is he might have broken his hand. Right, and <laughs> let's get into this question that I got for us because with that, now, now we have multiple players, multiple veterans, and you've talked about the penalty kill, Chris, where we've really been struggling lately. Now we're missing three key guys who our, are yeah, all the, on the penalty it's kill. It's our entire it's fourth just, line. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. It's in our entire checking line. is gone. It's awful. It's <laughs> So that means that you know that's Michael Roffel, it's Luke Glendening, and it's Roddick Foxa. So yep. hopefully, Glendening, it was just like you know, it's a four-one game. It's let's just keep him out for precautionary reasons. There's no reason why he needs to play. Let's just hope it's that. Um, I haven't watched the uh, 
you know, the post game conference or anything like that. Let's just hope that that's the case. But that's three guys down. So the so the depth of the defensive guys for the Dallas Stars is really going to be tested uh, coming up over the next, I would say, week or two, assuming that all of those guys are out for an extended period of time. Yeah. Unfortunately, I am I am pretty certain he broke his hand. <laughs> like, uh, I I would I would bet a large sum of money on it. It, it's it's going to be really rough on the penalty kill. I mean, basically what we're going to be looking for, who we're looking to for our penalty kill now is going to be Sagan, <laughs> Ben, and Henson, maybe some Robertson now too. So yeah. it's it's going to be even rougher on the PK now. Mm-hmm. Well, and not to mention, not not like Klingberg plays any, any uh, PK anyways, but he was out tonight too. So it, it's just the the injuries that, seem to creep up every single year for the Dallas Stars, have very slowly started to make their way into the picture. And now that's four guys who, you know, we rely on pretty, I mean, pretty frequently. And uh, looks like we're going to have a fourth line AHL line for a little while, but we'll see. We should be getting Fox back too, though, because he was just sick. So he should be back for Friday, I think. Fingers crossed, because, boy, we could use him right now, especially with, uh, assuming Glenn Denning broke his hand, he's going to be out for a while. And uh, Raffle took that, uh, was it the puck in the Detroit game in the second period where he got hurt? So, I mean, that's that's never a good thing when uh, when you take a a puck right there. And uh, all we know is it's a lower lower body injury. So uh, we'll see how that goes for the Stars. But, um. Uh, it, I mean, it was a storyline from last game, Chris. We argued about it a lot, but there's really no no way to go with the whole Damiani versus Garyanov thing tonight, right? Because, I mean, both guys didn't really make a, a huge difference. Uh, Damiani didn't have a good game tonight at all. Uh, he, he took a really stupid penalty. He's yeah. had a couple of uh, There is of definitely plays, things to talk about. Damiani well, stuck, and Garyanov was suck. very aggressive on the forecheck and played very well. So you were wrong. James, tell him I'm right. <laughs> one, one of the things tonight that I get the luxury of is I, I get to hear the players that they're talking about on the broadcast. I got to listen to Stars broadcast too. So, But I, I heard Damiani once the entire broadcast, and it was when he took the penalty. So he was essentially non-existent all night. And it showed on the stat sheet he has 9.33 time on ice. Lowest of anybody except for Glenn Denning, who didn't play the entire third period. Right. And that's only a shift and a half. No, we'll give him two shifts. He only had two more shifts than Glenn Denning, who didn't play an entire period. All right. Um, uh, let's get into the game stats here for tonight. I'm not going to do the stupid ones, but uh, face-off percentage for the Stars, they're they're in the, in the positive for that. 56 to 44 tonight in favor of the Dallas Stars. Uh, power play. The Stars have only had one power play in the past two games, which does not help their uh, power play chances. We haven't needed it, which is good. It's ridiculous. But... That, that that was something I want to mention. There's no way. <laughs> like that's not. It's not just like oh, that's very unlikely. No, that's not possible. This is bullcrap. Sorry. Move on. It's all right. And then the Stars uh, go one for three on or two for three on the PK, while uh, New Jersey goes one for three on the power play. So again, the Stars. I mean, like you said, Chris, floodgates are wide open on the power play right now, at least allowing one goal a game on the penalty kill. Um, shots on goal in the game tonight. Um, in the first period, 
It was in favor of the New Jersey Devils five or nine to seven. And of those seven shots the Stars had, they scored on three. Um, in the second period, the shots really ramped up. It was 15 to 12 in favor of the Stars. In the third period, it was 16 to 10 in favor of the Devils. Um, final shots tonight were a final of 37 to 32 in favor of the New Jersey Devils. And sometimes you can take a look at the shots and say, okay, that you could kind of see. This, the story of the game, that wasn't the case in this game tonight. The Stars definitely had a fantastic game tonight, and uh, the shots on goal really didn't show how well the Stars played a road game tonight. So uh, that was very nice to see. And one thing that I thought about after the last game was, like, Chris mentioned that if the, star, the Stars should be shooting 30 shots every away game. And these last four games just proved his point. <laughs> So, mm-hmm. who's a smart boy? It's me. <laughs> Only sometimes. Only most of the times, right? About Damiani, right? About Ottinger. I like right it. About Shut up about Damiani. Being bad. Shut up. I'm so smart. So, like anyway, and subscribe if you think I'm smart. N- uh, nobody, nobody thinks you're smart, so no one's gonna like and subscribe. <laughs> Get so. <any> more <laughs> just because. <laughs> Anyways, um. So uh, let's just look at a couple of these comments and we'll call it quits tonight, guys. Um, Eric saying, yeah, it is hard for guys like him to play who play top six in AHL and come in and play fourth line minutes because I think that does stunt him a bit. And I'm assuming he's talking about Riley Damiani here. Uh, I mean, that is a a rough, a rough thing to do. And he's exactly right. Especially but that's the nat- that that's the natural progression of how you make it into the NHL. You learn. You, you, I mean, you can rely on your offensive skill in the minors and in the junior leagues and stuff like that. But when you get to the NHL, the way that the game is played nowadays, you have to know both sides of the puck or you're not getting in, period. I know we talk about the fact that bonus is huge on the defensive side of the puck, but and he may he's probably more so than most coaches, but it, it, every coach in this league expects you to play defense, no matter who you are. Yeah, so... It- and that's something that next season we could see like flip around. So, like I said, if we do end up just selling everybody this off season, you probably do see D- Damiani on on a second line role, like to to start the season next year too. So it, it'll be interesting to see that unfold as well. So he kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, Riley Smith. Um, he, he was Riley Smith was a former Dallas Stars draft pick who got traded to Florida. And then um, Vegas took him in the expansion draft. And Riley Smith has been pretty good for the Vegas Golden Knights. So uh, he was on the first line when they went to the uh, Stanley Cup final there. So uh, he, I hope that he has the same sort of thing like that too. But uh, we will see. Um, Brandon says, it does. And I'm going down this weekend to see the Texas Stars play and see how they are looking. I had high hopes for DeLandria and uh, Kamano. Um, at this point, I think both of those guys are probably just depth guys uh, i was really hoping a lot for delandria maybe he'll have an explosion like hints or like gary Onoff, but uh at this point i just don't see the two of those guys uh pushing their way into the lineup definitely not this year i wouldn't think because uh, no. i mean you're already seeing riley damiani and rhett gardner get in before those two guys so um uh, what do y'all what do y'all think about that no likely not for either of them, unfortunately. And Texas is having some troubles right now. Jeez. Yeah, I have not re- really been paying attention to the Texas Stars this year. How are they doing? Not good. Not good. Yeah, they don't really have a, a goalie, time. though. Well, I guess they have Hudobin now, but they've had like <laughs> six goalies. 
Uh, that's, that's that's unfortunate. So, okay, I think we're gonna cut it off uh, here tonight, guys. Anything else y'all want to talk about that we haven't mentioned? There's no way we get one power play in 120 minutes and win both games. That's ridiculous. <laughs> These you know, refs are. Oh, you know, I I know you're complaining about that, but the fact that we got five even strength goals when we were complaining about that the whole time when we were only getting power play goals. That's what I'm, I'm saying. slightly we, okay with that. If we have offensive <laughs> momentum. There's no way we're not drawing penalties too. It's you're, and you're not wrong. You're this not is wrong. garbage. You're not wrong. So. Okay, um, we will be back with you guys again on Friday. Uh, we are playing the Washington Capitals in Dallas. It is a late start time at 8 p.m., it appears. Is that correct? Yep, that's yes. due right. to the, the and, jersey retirement. And uh, we get to see one of the Dallas Stars' greatest players uh, ever, uh, Mr. Sergey Zuboff, get his Sergei. number fifth. Sergey, excuse me, lo siento. He gets his number Same. raised to the rafters of the American Same. Airlines Center. And uh, I'm very looking forward to that and seeing uh, all the old buddies of his. I'm sure uh, there's a list somewhere of people who are coming. I've heard Mike Madano, Brett Hall, uh, Tom Gillardi will actually be there. Um, and I'm trying to remember. Uh, I think I believe that's it. Uh, but the the. James is telling me that the ceremony actually starts at six. So that the ceremony starts at six and the game starts at eight. That's a really weird thing. That can't be that's right. Weird, James. No way. I think that's what they were saying on the. That's good. That, uh, that's not, no. Also, that sounds right. I missed the the Glendening fight tonight, right? But Razor actually went off and he had a concert in the third period. Okay, he was singing. It was great, and I loved it. <laughs> One of the greatest broadcasters of all time. He. Uh, if they don't like put him in the hockey hall of fame, I will be shocked. I will be absolutely shocked. So anyways, guys, uh, thank you once again for listening. Um, whenever you're listening to this, whether you're listening to it live or whether you're listening to it to the next morning, we appreciate you listening. And we also appreciate DraftKings for sponsoring us in the whole hockey podcast network. Go and use the promo code THB. And the next time you go and use their app for a special little offer from them, uh, there's a lot of good uh, offers right now, especially getting into the NFL playoffs. So we'll see how that goes. Um, it's going to be weird without, uh, you know, Rodgers or Brady in the uh, championship games. So it's I, real weird. So we'll see how that, all that goes. It's so, that's, that was weird. Yeah. Anyways, guys, uh, we will catch you guys on the flip side. And along with Chris and James, I'm Ryan. Have a good night.